Welcome to Jayan.tv Podcasts. Here we cover topics on living spirituality, deep territory ranging from the heart of the human condition to the most mundane and practical affairs of modern life. Our guest is one of the most provocative and inspiring speakers of our time. Medicine man, healer, tribal leader, visionary, philosopher, just several of the names attributed to Jayan's work. Jayan delivers unscripted discourses packed with living knowledge. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. We'll see you on the inside. I'm a very down-to-earth practical person and uh, I like ideas, I like concepts, but at the end of the day, they, they're meaningless. If you want solutions, start with a problem and start with a real problem that you have and don't extrapolate it and exaggerate it. So, that's how we advance slowly, slowly on the path of the answers. Not by trying to imagine ideas. No, start with your everyday reality. If people take a minute and they look at their everyday reality and they don't uh, drown it in some emotion or some alcohol or any kind of stimulant, you realize that in your everyday, for the most part, you're having a hard time. Even if you have everything, at a deeper level, you're having a hard time. That's it. That's your door of entry. There's a pain. You're suffering. There's a suffering. Forget all the ideas. We spoke about the zoo because this is a beautiful point of entry because this is so ripe. It's happening now. But at the end of the day, like I said, this is lasting for a few minutes. In a couple of weeks, the upgrade is going to be partly complete and they're going to turn the switch back on and everybody's going to go back into shopping, watching basketball, going to the gym, doing jujitsu, going out on dates, you know, life goes on and everybody's going to get their stimulants back and that little window is going to disappear. So I addressed it because it's a little window of time, but generally this never happens. Everybody's caught in the flow of everyday life. And it's in that flow that you, if you pay attention, you realize something ain't working for me. I have a dis-ease at whatever level it's at. And if that's the case, that this ease is the bell. It's going ding, 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 ding. And if instead of discarding it or trying to rationalize it away or drown it, you actually looked at it, it's your doorway to all those questions that we flew by. That's your doorway. I'm going to be honest with you. And over this, the video series, we'll talk about a lot of things, but... A person rationalizing or intellectualizing a concept of life has absolutely no validity. I'm sitting down and I'm like, I wonder what life is made about. So you invent a thing called electrons and atoms. Let's be honest. With all due respect, it is a model. It is not reality. You cannot perceive reality with your imagination. You don't know what it really is. It's your imagination. In the meantime, you're living in a dream. You're living in an imagination and you're not in the real. You're not in your reality. So we can do the same thing with spirituality. You're in, you're in some form of pain. You want to go away from it. Now you start rationalizing. 
how creation is made. You, let's say you go to the so-called Hinduism. Hinduism, so-called Hinduism, right? And they're going to come up with all those ideas. You're just going to get lost in this and they're going to plug in Krishna in it. And if you believe in Krishna, then all of this. And then you, and if you repeat the mantra, it's just taking you away from yourself, ironically. It's taking, away, taking you away from your deeper reality, saying that it's taking you towards yourself. I don't understand how that works. There's something fishy in my humble opinion. And it, this ain't to single out my homeboy Krishna. The same goes for any other ideology or, or belief system. It's you're going off in an idea. I, you see this with uh, people who believe in love. You know, they're in love with love. Oh, mi corazón, mi amor, I love love. Yeah, and, and like, yes, everything is about love. And it's like, this is your concept of love. And now you're absorbed in an emotion or a feeling of the concept of love, which essentially is nothing but more than a drug for your system that takes you away from yourself. So when you put all concepts away for a minute, you're stuck with yourself. And what, put your concepts away, put your belief systems away, put your, what you want things to be away. Put, it's you and your own, dis, uh, your pain, your disease. This is the beginning. You see how ironic it is? The whole world is designed to prevent the beginning. While pretending that it's offering doors to the beginning. I'm going to say that again. I don't think I'm going to be able to say that again. I'm going to say something that kind of sounds like that. The entire world is designed to prevent you from beginning. Pretending that it's offering you doors to begin. And the doors are so, each door has its own beauty and pizzazz and shine and style and culture and feeling and vibe and sound. And it's like, you know where it begins? In the real. And ain't nothing real, ain't nothing realer than your internal situation. If you put aside whatever you're trying to hold on to as a concept, and I understand this, don't get me wrong, I understand this. Like I'm a human being, I totally understand this. But that doesn't change the fact that you're trying to hold on to all these ideas, whether it's money, wealth, women, some form of deity or another, or love, or I'm going to save you, whatever it is, so that you're, it's, it's literally some knot in the mind that holds you up above waters. And it's that knot, that mental knot creates a certain sensation in your body, which is a form of stimulation and kind of gets you going. If you let it go for a second, which happens, then you, you call yourself depressed. You, you're not depressed, you go on the opposite end of the spectrum, which is a form of depression, which eventually will lead you back to the neutral point where you're like, I'm, I'm in pain. I don't know what's going on, I don't understand. You, of course you don't understand. <laughs> you're in the middle of infinity. Alone, lost, at sea. Of course you don't understand. And no one is telling you the truth. I don't want to disrespect nobody. I don't want to disrespect all the teachers out there. Really, I don't want to disrespect nobody. But I really got to speak honestly. I've learned from a lot of people. I don't want to disrespect nobody. But I, gotta, I have to speak candidly. And this is what I'm going to do. And I hope nobody takes offense to this. I'm talking for real to real as a human being. Like you're lost in the middle of an infinite ocean. You don't even know that you're in the ocean. All you know is that you're drowning. And something is holding you afloat. And it's ideas in your mind, if you're fortunate to have a little bit of vitality left to have some kind of idea. <laughs> and you're just lost at sea. 
And any ship comes along and says, hey, you want to ride? We have a ship. You'll take any ship. You don't even know if their ship is not sinking. You don't know anything. Maybe you don't know even where it's taking you, but you're like, I have to grab onto something. And you go onto that ship. And you don't know where this is going and who's driving the ship and why they're driving the ship. You don't know that there's an ocean. You don't know that there's yourself. You don't know who they are. You're just lost. And you're doing anything as people drowning do desperate things. And now that desperation is culturized and made into something cool and it's got a special clothing style and music. To so now it's made to, to drown has become the fashion. <laughs> well, you got to respect. You got to respect the, the owners of the of the zoo. They're like, I love them. They're like brilliant. They're like, no, let's make money out of that. <laughs> they don't need money, but let's, let's make something circulate. Let's create a currency out of this. Let's sell, you're drown, everybody drown. Let's make drowning the new thing. Let's make the party of the drowners, let's the style, the music, the whole thing is there. Let's have the elite of the drowners, the gods, and like, let's drown. Y'all motherfuckers is drowning. Drown, drowning. <laughs> okay, I digress. I apologize. I'm going to try to stay back in the middle. What I'm trying to say is that this is the situation. And nobody's telling you, uh, you know that feeling? Once you're outside of extremes, it's actually leading somewhere. I'm not saying to follow your suicidal thoughts. I didn't say that. I didn't say, I'm not talking about that. Suicidal thought is an extreme opposite end of the spectrum of the person is going to go get it. It's, okay? I'm not speaking about that. I'm speaking about a genuine appreciation, if, if we can use that word, of, of your condition. That takes a lot of maturity and wisdom. And it takes also a, a disillusionment of the fads, of the highs. I'm going to go conquer the world or I want to die life sucks. This is both... Ex Two extreme states of mind, states of minds. So once you get bored of the high that one or the other state of mind comes, it kind of confronts you to reality. You're like, well, I don't know much about much. I feel lost and I'm in pain. And it's in that special space that there's a call out. There's a genuine sound that comes out of you that calls out for some help. And when we're speaking about, I'm going to speak as honestly as I can, when we're speaking about the God, or we're speaking about essentially anything in the world or in the creation or at whatever level it is at, there's a way that things work. Well, there needs to be supply and demand. Unless there's a demand, there's no supply. So, if you start to sense this inside of you, that there's... I feel there's something wrong. I don't know what it is, and I've tried this, and I've tried that, and this is the era of trying everything. You've tried this, 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 this. Ah, no! It just takes me deeper into certain mindsets. It's fine. It's fun for some time. But uh, my internal condition has not really changed. I remember, this is a, an example, okay? It's not, but you'll understand. When I was a young man, I started to become a puberty hit and, you know, you need to find yourself some kind of persona and whatnot. This is the 90s, so things have changed, but not really. 
So the cool guys were the guys who were built like oxes. Not like today, now it's a different style of appearance. Had to be big like a Arnold Schwarzenegger, but uh, you know, he's particular. So I decided to devote myself to bodybuilding so that I can become that individual and of course reap the glory of uh, such a person. It's this very particular state of mind to be in there. You have to go to the gym two, three hours every day, a sort of lifestyle regimen, way of thinking, way of behaving, way of interacting with people. It's a whole culture too. Today it's much more developed, of course, but it was already quite there. Thank you, Arnold Schwarzenegger and his buddies and whatnot. And I remember at some point I had reached the so-called peak body of my dreams. And uh, me and a bunch of guys, I think we were eight plus me, nine, we went to Cuba. And uh, I was, what, maybe 19. And uh, this is party time, yeah. <laughs> and so, and I remember now I had worked all, so hard for this and I had reached the, the status I wanted and how hard I fought with that state of mind to hold it, to maintain it, to, to achieve this, the, this paradise that it presented. And when I got to reap the glory of it, meaning I got attention from girls, obviously, I got attention from guys also. I didn't expect that, but you get attention. You, you appear on the radar of everyone. I'm talking in a certain universe, right? I got all this attention, which is what I thought I wanted. Yet I found myself more isolated than ever. All the people were seeing was the outside or the state of mind, which had a very awesome exalted appearance. But me, nobody saw me, nobody cared about me. And I was lonely and I was even more sad because I'm like, what to do now? The point of what I'm trying to say is that very often when you're lost at sea, one presents you states of minds that if you tune into this, it will put your whole body in a form of tonic tension push you in a certain direction, motivate you to do certain actions which will achieve certain results that you will call a form of paradise because if I have, can have this car or I can have this ass or I can have this and that, then I will reap rewards and I will be happy. First of all, it takes tremendous energy to hold and tune yourself to such a state of mind which more, more often than not is not aligned or, or in tune with your real nature. Second of all, even if you achieve it, what gets the glory? It's the state of mind, not you. Because I am not a state of mind. I have worshipped the state of mind. I have given myself to the state of mind. I, I seem to have rewards, but it is the state of mind that is receiving the attention. It is the state of mind that is receiving the glory. And me, I have nothing. Me, I got screwed. So when you journey uh, in the world, in the ocean of... Uh, like this, trying all kinds of states of mind and realizing, why me? I never get anything. Me. Because these things cannot nourish you. They are of the mind. So when, for a moment, you let go of this obsession, I need to do something, and you start to feel your own deep, profound... It's not pain like somebody cut you. It's like a profound sadness and a yearning for something you don't... You can, I don't even know how to describe it. where everything loses its taste and it's not because you're depressed and you feel confined 
here. Everything is petite and you're like, where is life? I cannot taste life. Where is life gone? Well, upon this, you're calling essentially for some guidance. You're calling for some help. And it's at that stage that maybe you're fortunate by the grace of God that somebody who lives in the zoo with you, who's been somehow commissioned to work in the zoo to help you, <laughs> if you call, will pass by and say, uh, hey, I understand. So what I'm trying to say, because I said, so I'm saying a lot of things, there's so many layers in what I'm saying, and I apologize if it's uh, very textured. It's like a Chris Dyer painting. It's many, 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 many layers, all nicely meshed into one. But uh, mine is verbal. But what I'm trying to say is, uh, to feel your own dis-ease without pushing and going to an extreme, is a doorway because for the first time you ask yourself what's happening not what's wrong with me I don't want to be like this what's happening what's happening to me why this is like that and if there is a sincere question I assure you if there's one thing I know if there's a sincere question there's an answer but there is no answer unless there's a sincere question you can read the question in a book, you can try to repeat it, it's not real. Unless it is born from within yourself due to a real realization of a depletion, you do not have the call. A calling comes from a lack. And lack is dis-ease. Disease is the secret. If there is no disease, there cannot be any health. It is disease that is calling about health. It's the consciousness, the experience of the disease without its extreme expressions, just at the center, without freaking out in one way or another. I have to or just a conscious experiencing, being at the middle of your experience that calls in for the nutrients, which is knowledge, information, wisdom, guidance, direction, and literal nutrients to feed your body so that you can become stronger so that you can move forward. It calls that. Disease is the solution. And when you look about the world and you analyze it with a little bit of attention, you realize that, I will not say all, but most approaches or systems are all designed to take you away from the pain. Take you away from it by presenting you a paradise. Over there, if you do this, you'll have this. And this is joy. This is peace. No matter how sophisticated the method, no matter how sophisticated the the, the, the presentation is. So it's not just uh, this can apply to spiritual uh, systems, this can ap apply to nutritional systems or financial systems. And there's nothing wrong with any of those things, but somehow it's always to take you away from yourself. Now, I don't have a problem with this. I'm repeating this. It's very important for the, for the viewer. To, I don't have a problem with this. I'm like, yes, but my problem is not resolved. Why am I feeling this? How do I resolve this? Why I'm scared? Why I'm in pain? What is this pain? Where does it come from? Why I cannot see what's happening to me? Why I cannot see myself? Let us say you read a book, a holy book, and the holy book says, you're a soul. Or well, why I don't know? And does repeating I'm soul make me a soul? Why I don't know? 
Oh, but God is everywhere. Why well, don't experience this? Repeating God is everywhere make me experience God or is this this form of self-hypnosis so that now I live in the dream of God being everywhere and I can be in the intoxication of my mind state? Well, if it's an intoxication of a mind state, that means sooner or later the opposite mind state will come, which means there is no God, which is another form of intoxication. It's quite as delicious also, if I might say. Just the different flavor. Well, it's the opposite flavor. Why not? But why nobody say this, speak about such things? Well, what about reality? And how do we find reality if it's not by starting with reality? We, I had once a student, a conversation with a student and we say, I, I don't remember the context, but this is what I said, imagine this is a, a thousand years ago or two thousand years ago. There's no internet. There's not a million trillion infinite books on the internet. There's not an infinite million trillion videos on YouTube telling you everything and nothing. All of this is gone. Imagine you're born in the forest and there is no church and there's no this and there's no that. That means there's nothing to tell you what things are and what things are not. And let's say that you first, this is a very basic analogy, but you'll understand, that you're able to function and survive. Your concern will be to be well. Of course, there's basic survival. Let's say this is taken care of. So your concern now is, if you're in pain, you're like, well, what's happening to me? You're not going to project the pain into Christianity. You're not going to project the pain in Hinduism. You're not going to project it in Islam. You're not going to project it in any way. You'll be like, I have a problem then you will undergo a journey to resolve the problem. It's a practical, concrete problem. You don't have some kind of ideology trying to tell you, explain to you the problem in a way that you don't really understand and so that you can project yourself in their model and try to find a solution in an idea. No, I have an actual problem. What is my problem? Where am I? Not that you tell me that this is a plane and this is the... Who cares? I don't know. So, I think already the viewers are getting a sense of the, who I am as a person. I'm a very practical person. I've studied a lot and I continue to study and I really appreciate everyone who has shared with me, whether it's through books, videos. I really genuinely, sincerely uh, appreciate it, but I don't care. What I care about is my practical experience and solving the problem that I'm having in practicality. That you give me an idea that is beautiful doesn't satisfy me. Because I know that and every idea is on a spectrum and it has two, two ends. It has what people call the light version and what they call the dark version. So those who believe in the idea in its light sphere want to cut off the darkness. And they spend all their lives trying to cut the darkness. And guess what? Sooner or later, the so-called willpower that you have to pretend that the darkness is not there will be no more. And the pendulum will swing and you'll find yourself over there. Oh, and how you will relish in your whole, own self-hatred. You will be, so, you will be in, also in paradise. Where the walls are painted in black and red. <laughs> I don't buy this. It doesn't work for me. I've tried it. If it works for you, God bless you. Good luck. Uh, and carry on. But uh, I'm, I'm seeking for real answers to satisfy and quench myself. And that my mind also find stability and that I as a soul can also be nourished and sustained by something real. I am not sustained by an idea. Some ideas I like more than others. They can entertain me for a little moment. They can inspire me. They can create explosions and what do you call uh, they do in the summer. Fireworks. They can do fireworks in my brain. Very fun. No problem. But I don't care.
it's very quickly finished. The firework is finished, then you're like, well, I have to go home and do the dishes. So it was fun while it lasted. Now I need bigger fireworks. I have no problem with this. I love fireworks. But uh, no, it doesn't satisfy me. As a soul, I want something more real. So what I'm trying to share is that at the end of the day, when we put everything aside and you go in your bed, it's you with yourself and you're confronted with your condition. How far and how deep you dare to look at your condition is going to determine how far you will find the solution. I'm not one to judge, it's not my business, it's everybody for themselves in, the, in regards to this. I'm not here to measure a person's sincerity, but I know mine. And uh, I'm here to share uh, a message, a, a voice, and maybe some people will uh, recognize themselves in what I'm saying. But I'm looking for a real. And uh, I love the real, and God is the real. He's also the illusion, but the illusion was made from the real and not the vice versa. So in the real, you get to also enjoy the illusion for what it is. It's cute, whatever. I like Porsches. Life goes on. I will not devote myself to Porsche. <laughs> no, what's in it for me? Do you understand? You really need to grasp this. Because if you get the Porsche, you have to do certain things to get the Porsche. You have to give so much of yourself to get a Porsche. Then you get the Porsche. Guess what you're going to get with the Porsche? Ah, even if you're, you don't have game, you're going to get a decent looking girl because you got a Porsche. Guess what? Then you're going to be very disappointed because you're going to realize she doesn't care about you. And then you'll be upset at her. Why should, why should she be upset at you? You shouldn't be upset at her. She shouldn't have to care about you. But you still didn't find what you're looking for, which is love. You cannot find it. So the Porsche, you devoted yourself to Porsche, you got no love. You devoted yourself to women, you got no love. You devoted yourself to children, you got no love. You devoted yourself to society, you got zero love. You devoted yourself to the zoo, you got no love. You did all of this, you got nothing. What's the point? I don't understand. I'm not talking about the emotion that people confuse as love. I'm talking about like real sustenance. You got nothing. So you do all of this to get to the point where you're, of course, going to get sick and you're hoping that science is going to catch up and they're going to print a new liver for you, for you so that you can stay more long in the system and still find no love. But by that time, you'll be a zombie, completely technological zombie. So you will not even care for love because you will not even remember or feel that there's anything in you that is distorted. I'm like going off right now. So you will not care anymore. You'll be full on machine. So what is the point? Then you get old, you're about to die, and you've, done, you've given everything. Look at people, the way they die, it's horrible. So sad to see. It's so sad to see, it makes, this really touches my heart. They give, work so hard, all their lives, they work, 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 work. They give everything they have to try to hold on to what they have. They work, 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 give themselves. And people are on the opposite, they're sometimes, especially in our day and age, they have the leisure of being depressed, 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 depressed. <laughs> which is another form of holding on to everything. And what is the outcome? They have a horrible disease, then they have to go to this uh, very scary place called the hospital. They have to go be treated like ice-cold machines and things in you and, uh, and they cut you up and they drug you and then you have to deal with people with masks and oh, horrible place, horrible place. I don't wish it, I don't have 
enemies, but I don't wish it even if I had enemies. That is a horrible place, worst place on earth. I don't want to disrespect the people who work there. They do what they have to do, but nobody wants to be there. Let's be honest. And then you go there and then you die there. And then you don't even know how to die peacefully because you're on drugs. You're on, I don't know, morphine and God knows what other drug you're flowing in your blood. You don't even die in peace. <laughs> you can't even exhale to die. <laughs> the machine decides when you die. What a horrible life is this? And then they say this is how it should be. This is normal. Nobody wants to talk about this. How many gurus have you watched? How many speak about this? Listen, I've studied gurus for the past 20 years. I love gurus. I have nothing but respect for gurus. Some gurus have afros. Some gurus are black. Some gurus are white. Some gurus, I don't know. All kinds of flavors. There is women gurus. Every, everything you want. Why nobody speaks about real things? I'm not here to give the answer. I'm here to just, uh, we say, souligner, highlight. I'm soulignin. Why nobody speaks about real things? All these spiritual teachers, why don't you tell, why aren't we talking about, look how the condition of people, how they die. Why don't they talk, why there's disease like this? Or because your doshas are not balanced. Come on. Talk to me like a person. Don't talk to me like I'm a machine. Why everybody is like this? Why everyone is suffering like this? Oh, now socialism will solve the problem? I don't know. I, do, I don't think it will. Obviously, it will not. Maybe everybody will have food and uh, hippies will be happy. Other people will be very unhappy. Those who have more creative uh, pizzazz or... Two times I use pizzazz today. Creative uh, um, pizzazz. <laughs> eh, more creativeness in them and they want to move and they, don't, they want more. So they will be miserable. Who cares about them, right? It's always like this. So you've, you quickly see that something fishy is going on. And very seldom people want to address this from a human point of view, from an existential, deep down, heart to heart, down to earth place. There's no extreme, this is the fault of the elite. No, 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 ain't no fault of nobody. This is something's going on in the world we're living in. Something's going on with ourselves as human beings. And it's from this point of origin, dare I say, that we can begin a conversation and we can be begin a journey. Again, this is my humble opinion. It is not, you don't begin on a, based on a belief. I believe there's a supreme God at the base of creation. Okay, great, then uh, find him. And uh, why are you miserable? So you still need to go through yourself. I don't want somebody to remove from me something. I want to resolve the problem. When I go to the doctor, what do they do? They remove the pain. I don't want you to remove it. I want to understand why there is a problem in the first place because it doesn't make any sense. Why should it be there? Because this is not working properly. Yes, but why? I do, you, they don't know. They'll talk about electrons. You go to the spiritual person. Why are you suffering? Because this world is hell. I'm like, Okay, but what to do? Why is this hell? What are we doing in hell? Who's made hell? What am I going to do while I'm in hell? How do I operate? How long do I stay here? What do we do when we're here? How do we make hell not hell? How do I appease my situation? Is it appeasable? Like, I want to have an actual conversation, a real down-to-earth conversation, which requires, like I said earlier, a level of maturity that I don't want to criticize, but most people they don't have. They just want pain 
their over heightened sense of self to and their pain to disappear so that they can go on with their everyday life and i'm sorry to say in by doing this uh, you never get to put the pieces together we say yoga means union okay so union means what put the pieces together right? let's make put big jigsaw puzzle put the pieces together it's like no no i like only this piece so now they have the idea of God, now they go and squeeze themselves into that little universe, repeat their mantras because God forbid they would see something else because now they would realize that they have desires. Oh my God, you have desires and desire is the source of pain. So because of this, I should have no desire. I should only desire God, but even that I shouldn't desire, I should yearn for God because that's the proper word. So let's repeat the mantra and always remember God. Oops, I saw a girl. It all goes down to trash. Fuck, I knew I should have gotten the Porsche so I could get the girl. But no, there's only God. Like... What, how, why aren't the pieces fitting in all together? Why always got to deny one thing or another? Where is real alignment or real harmony, real genuine anchored knowledge where all the pieces fit together and you don't have to live in a, a fantasy. When you're in a jail, you're in a jail. Why must I say I'm not in jail? And if I'm in jail, should I be miserable? No, I'm, why should I be miserable? You know, I'm seeing this, people are going a little nuts. My life is the same. <laughs> In fact, I'm, I don't want to say I'm enjoying this, but I kind of am. I'm like, this is great. It's like a desert town. <laughs> but my life hasn't changed. Zero. I don't drink. I don't party. I don't waste my time doing idle nonsense. I wake up. I still do my meditation. I still do my yoga. I still do my work. I still uh, cater to the people I must cater to and fulfill my functions. Well, whether I'm in a triangle box or... What brings me peace is truth and to establish myself in it. Yeah, okay, so maybe it's a little more squeezed. I can adapt. It's your duty to adapt. It's difficult to, to, to grasp that you live within a system and that system lives within a system which lives in a system and so on and so forth. It's very hard for people to grasp that because they're so, the mind has become so fractalized and so engaged in infinitesimal branches of the big picture that you don't see anymore. And whatever information you receive is never really about the tree or if it is it's the image of the tree it's never you never really look at the tree even if you look at a small part of it it's it's quite something like in order for you to even ask the question where am i you have to have a sense of self to a certain degree and I'm not speaking about an intellectual question. Hmm, I wonder where I am. Wow, amazing. We're in space, I'm spinning balls, flying at hundreds of thousands of kilometers in infinite space, going nowhere until forever. That's very intellectual. It's just a, it's a, it's a way of divertising divertising, and distracting and entertaining yourself. Now, I'm speaking about like, there's a genuine realization of 
even if it's not absolutely clear, but it's like there's a me. I don't know exactly what it is because it's mixed with so many sensations and feelings and ideas, but somehow in the middle of all of this, there's me. And at times I'm wondering where I am. And the first thing you look around is, well, we're not in nature no more, so this is not to complain, it's just, well, where, there's, there's a system around me. The streets, there are cars, there are homes, there's organizations, companies, people that walk with uh, certain uniforms. Like, where, where, what is this? How does this work? What's its influence on me? And then the next level of question is, well, how does that work? And who organizes that? And where does that fit in? And slowly, slowly question. The, and all of that is not, I'm not, I don't care about the system. I don't care where I am. I care about me. And the reason I'm, I invest or I'm, I have an interest to know these things is because these things are affecting me and in order to be quote-unquote free, I need to know what's affecting me and conscious of it so, can I, so I can determine where I'm putting my attention. So to discover all these beautiful things, we can say is a process of awakening, but it always has to start from you. And as I've said earlier, the gateway to that is disease. Without that alarm, you don't bring the attention to that, to yourself and that something's wrong, something's out of alignment. And disease brings you also and confronts you to an immediate ideological um, proposition. What do you believe in? You have to believe in something. Does this make sense? Maybe it makes sense that you're, there's pain because it's all upside down, so you should remove it. Or, no, this doesn't make any sense. There has to be something that's disturbed, which is causing pain. Because when I look around through my observation, I see a certain kind of intelligence. So that there's pain is unintelligent. Or it's the expression of intelligence, but clearly pointing to the fact that something's deranged. For me, the, the point of entry has always been pain, and I believe that that's the simplest way, and I believe it's the most honest way. Pain means you're feeling something is missing. That's it. You can determine at whatever level you want, but it means something is missing. So if something is missing, you need to find it. But sometimes in the confusion of our minds due to cultural conditionings, uh, whatever, whatever you think is missing is not what it is that you're missing. Sometimes you're thirsty, but you, you eat. Because you've been conditioned to, when you feel that sensation associated to hunger, and then to eat, and when you eat, the, the sensation disappears. You haven't quenched your thirst. But the, if there's an effect to what you did, which made the symptom disappear. But there was a real genuine feeling, which is thirst. You didn't understand it, it was misinterpreted, maybe because of your upbringing, you were thirsty, and every time you were thirsty, your mom would give you food. I don't know doesn't matter so but the sensation in its original state is calling for something and if you get to discover that sensation better and you have guidance to help you to discern what you're experiencing then you can start to call forth towards you what will really satisfy your thirst rather than Gatorade or 
a snack or chips, who just will palliate your sensation and then make it worse. So for me, this is the essence of spirituality and um, the slogan of, uh, of this channel is living spirituality. And there's a reason I've, I've chosen this word for multiple reasons, sorry, there's multiple reasons, but at the end of the day, for me, spirituality, first of all, there's no such thing as spirituality, as people understanding, this is spiritual, this is material. For me, life is nothing but spiritual. I don't reject materialism, I don't reject any, I don't reject anything. Everything for me is life, and life is spiritual. And when I say living spirituality, it means I'm not interested in book that is trying to communicate the experience of spirituality or a person, an ancient person, no matter how wise he or she was, is sharing with me their wisdom. It is not mine, it is theirs. Living means it's happening now. And I want to tap into that currency now and experience it and live it as it unfolds through me now. And for me, this is non-compromisable. I do, will never compromise this. If it's not alive, it ain't real, because what I'm looking for is life. That's what everybody's looking for. Everybody's looking for life. So, spirituality is not an idea, an idea is dead. I don't care how sophisticated the idea is. Some religions are so ancient, and they've made the idea so... It's like AI. Their idea is so sophisticated. Listen carefully. This is dope, what I'm sharing with you. I'm going to come back. Their idea has become so sophisticated, so advanced, it is the precursor to AI today. So you can get lost in that idea, it even has a sound. It's still an idea. That doesn't satisfy me. It's cool. Oh, is it ever. Some people love machines. I, I personally, I'm not, I like cars, but that's it. I don't, I don't care how it works. <laughs> that's my extent. I like how it looks and the story. Right? Some people love machines because it's, it's fucking brilliant. Look at this machine, man. Like, it's fucking awesome. Then there's spiritual machines. But at the end of the day, no matter how long you spend in the machine and how sophisticated it is and how deep it goes and how... Oh my God, it's a fucking machine. It's no soul. It don't satisfy me. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm a soul. Give me food for the soul. Don't give me a machine. I don't, that's my mind. Doesn't matter how refined it is, mind stuff is mind stuff. It's not going, I'm like, what about me? Why am I, nobody care about me? So that's what I mean by living spirituality. And I, and I take it from the ground up. I'm not, I don't want to jump steps. Like a sci, I'm a scientist. So I have preliminary hypotheses. I, I, based on basic common sense, logic, teachings I've received by other advanced or more wise people some things made sense this is my hypothesis and i go to try to validate it and the foundation of it is like well there's a foundational material at the base of everything obviously call it by whatever name you want and i'm definitely made of that at, at the essence this is not this is so it's so evident that i don't need to waste my time trying to prove it it's obvious but then i want to experience it myself which is my direct validation if we would like to say but all of that it's a all of this is alive and I want to live that experience. I don't want somebody else's experience. I want to come into the stream of knowledge of life and live it myself. And 
If it's not that, then it's dead. And if it's dead, well, and it's still walking, well, I can assure you there's witchcraft behind it. Because only witchcraft can make something dead come to life. That means they infuse with their minds different entities that can make something that, that is dead being in, possessed by a spirit which walks using that old foot. It looks like the real thing, but it ain't. I had a buddy of mine, he was from, I don't know which Caribbean island, let me think about it, a French one. And he told me, he killed me crazy ass stories. <laughs> and he told me, he told me, anyways, he told me that they would do some special rituals. I don't remember the exact detail, but it was to make a bird that was dead come to life. And he said, the motherfucking bird came to life. He's like, I know you're not going to believe me. I'm like, no, I'm listening to you. And that we would invoke spirits so that the spirit would come into that dead was it a bird or is it a person? I don't remember. It's many years ago. But I remember. Today I understand those sciences. It's not something I would, I'm interested in and I wouldn't pursue it. But I understand. And what I'm saying is that, well, anything can be done in this way. Ideas which represent something that's true is filled and infused with a spirit. Well, what holds it up? You. So I'm looking for God so that God nourishes me, but I have to nourish God? I don't know. This is com complicated. I think I'm going to lose a lot of people. We're talking about very profound stuff very fast, and we're just getting to know each other, so I'd like to take my time. I hope that what I'm saying is kind of stimulating you, enticing you to want to look, f to, to listen further. We're developing a relationship together. We're starting slow. I like to take my time. I'm not in a hurry. I'm in no hurry. But uh, what I'm trying to say is that we're, so many subjects are weaved in, into one another in this uh, brief introduction. Thank you for listening to Jayan.tv Living Podcasts. For more premium content on living spirituality, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of our newest episodes. For the full video production of this content, be sure to visit our Jayan.tv YouTube and BitChute channels. You can also access Jayan's book, The Human Experience, which is available for free download at Jayan.tv. And if you appreciate our content and wish to support the growth of these channels, we invite you to make a donation. All links in the description below.